Welcome to Player 2 Start with Cat, Sack, and Jock. How's everybody doing? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? Doing awesome. Excited tired. for episode 5. Oh yeah. I'm tired. I don't Are you tired? <laughs> you know, I volunteer at the school, so I was volunteering today to take care of some kindergartners and kind of gets hectic, you know, so kind of tired. Yeah, but I'm oh, here. I can understand. <laughs> well, what are you guys playing these days? Oh, recently, I've played more Hell at Loose than I have uh, other games. Just because, like, a lot of the guys want to get together on Discord and play a game that we all have. And everybody seems to, it seems to be a game that people are coming together uh, to play. So I've been playing that. Um, I don't really know. The other game I would be playing would be uh, Warhammer Total War. Mm -hmm. um, you always see me in there playing with a few yeah. guys. Yeah, how about mm -hmm. you? Kat, you want to you wanna tell uh, us about yeah. what you've been playing? I, I've been seeing your Instagram reels about what you've been playing. <laughs> I know. You guys already know that I've been down a deep rabbit hole of Fortnite. Um, yeah. I have played a little bit of Red Dead Redemption 2, which has been a good oh, time. Nice. I'm like pace. I like it a lot. There's a lot of story there. There's yep. a lot of story. You got to just, I, from what I understand, the other option is you don't get hardly any story and it's all action. So I want to get the story of it because everyone mm -hmm. has told me for so long how much mm -hmm. I love it. But other than that, I've been uh, getting toxic in Fortnite and um, <laughs> <laughs> they have a, they have an update today actually that includes some Star Wars skins. I saw I'm that. Anakin and I Princess saw that Leia. too. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, looks, my my daughter has started playing uh, Fortnite as of really? uh, late. Yep. She uh, started playing it on the PlayStation 4. I installed Very it first. Nice. Did, she, did she see that and show you? Yeah. My son just like, today said, said the same thing. He was like, pop. Oh, look, look, there's Star Wars on the Fortnite. Yep. So I'm like, what? Yep. <laughs> I yeah, always think like, about that. I'm like, man, am I being like, am I, did I just uh, drop somebody's it, son or daughter? My, my daughter was like, <laughs> Who, who's this guy? I was like, that's Anakin Skywalker. You know, that's Darth Vader. Oh, oh, Darth Vader. But doesn't he lose his legs? I was like, yeah, you know, he does. But how does he lose him? I was like, oh my God, we're not. Got to watch the movie. You know, like, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi says, Anakin, I have the high ground. And, you know, it's like, it goes on. And, you know, and he loses his butt. He's brother. Out. I was like, I'll tell you. I was like, we'll watch the movies and you'll understand it better. So you don't have to yeah, explain it. Exactly. But the games that I've been playing. Uh, so I told you guys I was playing Zomboid with the crew for a few mm -hmm. days. We, we had a few runs yeah. and then we ended that. I took a little break. I was volunteering. Um, so I haven't played a whole lot, but uh, we have our own squadron uh, for War Thunder. So we play competitively like every season. Uh, so we started that yesterday and today's the second day. So after we're done uh, tonight, I'll be joining the boys and uh, schwacking some fools and some other squadrons, you know, be toxic like like cats mm -hmm. <laughs> Fortnite. So I'll be doing that. So much fun. War Thunder is like crack for you guys, I think. I swear to God it is. It is <laughs> Speaking of uh, of Star Wars, real quick, I want to show uh, the the viewers what I bought at Disney World. Oh, okay. oh yeah, I know you, you, your pride and joy. I got Look a new helmet, and it it wasn't it's nothing fancy, but it's a Rebel X. That's awesome. X X I like it. I now expect you to wear that for the rest of the episode. I will. <laughs> I, I said I would too, but that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. I, well, it, and then. Also, speaking of Star Wars, I have not played the new Star Wars game. 
but mm, I've heard lots about it. So um, one of our friends, Arlon, uh, as soon as it like came out, he was like, "Hey, did you get the new Star Wars game?" And mm-hmm. I said, "No, um, I just I just haven't bought it physically." And yeah. and he's like, "Dude, you need to to look it up because there's a lot of problems with this uh, port being on PC." Really? And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yeah, check out these articles. Check out that's already written wow. first day." Is it hardware issues or is it not running properly or so there's graphics there's a lot of problems graphically for the PC port. And something interesting he mentioned was like this has happened a lot with Square Enix ports to PC. Um this is not the first game from Square Enix that's had this problem. Mm -hmm. And I was like, What? Yeah, Uh, I was upset to hear that, but I won't be playing it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That, that's <laughs> why I don't buy AAA. Yeah, that's why I also don't buy AAA titles when they first come out because a lot of times AAA titles are pushed out due to marketing and all those that we yeah. discussed previously. You know, they yeah. they have a deadline to me. They haven't fixed all the bugs and they just release that because they don't invite uh, normal folks like us to come in and beta test the game to make sure you know ensure that the bugs are taken care of before the game is fully released. Right. I think that's the that's the most important topic that we have today. Yeah, I mean, like, just thinking about it, um, like, they they have their own in-house testing going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't they do not do beta testing with general yeah. public. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much all the AAA houses these days, though. Yeah, yeah. and that's how it used to be uh, back yeah. in the day. Most game developers, or not game developers, but, like, most publishers would do their testing... Mm-hmm. Um, in house, so they would have their own rigs set yeah. up to their own specs, and they would, you know, have people come in physically, come into a building, sit yeah. down, play a game, and test it for bugs. Now, what that means is that when they come home with the game, to like the, for machines. the general public, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. they're testing it on potatoes, on uh, extreme machines, or and anywhere in between that. With different yeah. hardware, different graphics cards, different brands, and shit happens. Like it, yeah. like things happen yeah. that they are not expecting to happen. Yeah. You know? um, well, there's another thing that a lot of uh, developers what they do is they um, also hire a bunch of streamers to promote their game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they give them free copies. They come in, but it's not mostly with single player games that I've noticed. It's more with more more co op and multiplayer based games that they'll mm-hmm. invite streamers in to try out. Like Call of Duty does that. Like they call in streamers. They come in and they test the game out. They mm-hmm. help them with level design and all that. Um, but uh, a lot of times I've noticed that uh, when we talk about beta testing and you know alpha testing, well, alpha testing does not exist. That's always in house, but. Uh, a lot of beta testing by indie developers is done with people like you and me because, you know, they don't have the same kind of funding like a AAA house would. And there are plenty of examples. If you go on Steam, you look up early access games, there's a lot of options that show up. And tons. Just, it, it, yeah. tons. And I have quite a few I have quite a few games in my library that are early access and I play them and I I think they're amazing games. What about you guys? Have you guys played any early access games that you've supported an indie Um, developer in developing a nice game? So years ago, I played Fortnite when it was still in early access. But I mean, more recently, um, I've played Deadside, which is I I can't even remember by what developer 
uh, it's still in early access. And, and I first downloaded it like a year and a half ago. So it's it's mm-hmm. been in early access for a little bit. And then Valheim, which I think okay. Zach also plays Valheim. Yeah, I've played too. it as and, well. Yeah, I think that's a great game. But I feel like oh, yeah. I feel like they... I've since I started playing Valheim, I have seen improvements made um, Mm -hmm. with I've heard, you know, some other early access games. And from, you know, what I've experienced with Deadside, I don't see as much improvement or much change over time unless I'm missing it, unless it's in the back end and I just don't know about it. Mm -hmm. But um, I like that, you know, with those two specifically, there's at least a lot of information on their websites explaining where they're at in the process and where they're trying to go. Yeah. from what I understand, some other games don't always give all of those types of details. It just kind of sits there yeah. for a while. For sure. Yeah. Like I know I've bought into quite a few early access games and, and you brought up Valheim. Valheim's a great example of a development company that's mm-hmm. doing really well with the early access uh, model. Uh, and they're also, and do by doing well, I mean like, Yes, they are being successful, but they're also giving the community uh, great big updates quite yeah. regularly, right? And um, I think that's very, I don't want to say honorable, but I think it's its a good um, example of one indie company um, doing the right thing and using that well, model in the yeah. right way. I- so I agree yeah, with that because the parent company behind Valheim, right? And a couple other games that I've played. Well, not, another one, not the last one. Uh, so they've made uh, three games, right? That I, out of which I've played two. So Valheim, Satisfactory, and Deep Rock Galactic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you go on Steam, it shows different developers on it. But the main company, parent company behind it is Coffee Stain Studios, mm-hmm. right? Okay. And Coffee Stain Studios makes really nice games. They don't have a whole lot of games. Like they released the Goat Simulator, which was, you know, for uh, the laughs, uh, if you've seen it, like there are a lot of videos yeah. about it. Like it's hilarious, like goats just running around and hitting people and making them fly out of the place. <laughs> right, so right, it, it's right. a hilarious game. So they released, they're the ones behind Valheim. Uh, they're the ones behind Deep Rock Galactic and Satisfactory. And I'll tell you this, every single one of their games has very positive to overwhelmingly positive reviews. Because even though they're a smaller developer, they develop such polished games and push out updates at a very mm-hmm. uh, fast pace to keep their teams engaged. They have a very active Discord, uh, from what I've noticed, and they they interact uh, with their player base, which is an amazing thing as a developer to do because you know you're showing interest that you know these people are uh, investing in our company, they're buying our games, so you know we we have to make sure that we're pushing out content. Um, consistently to keep our player base engaged and improving our game over time. Mm-hmm. This cannot be said by you know about every single indie developer because some games are abandoned. Yeah, some games are have uh, you know updates like two years down the line, so people yeah. kind of start weaning off the game. For sure. Yeah, I I know like I played um, a game called I think it was In Silence. And it was kind of like a spooky kind of like, it's kind of like a game where a a monster hunts you anyway. And it was a pretty good concept. However, the developer uh, just dropped the project and I don't know really what happened. There was like some rumors spreading around, like maybe one of them died or whatever. 
in the end, the project was dropped and mm-hmm. they're still selling the game. However, nothing's happened in like a year, you know, or, or over a year, you know, and it's like, hey, why don't you tell people that this game is, you know, there's no longer anything happening with this game. Yeah. You know, take it off Steam, take it off because nobody yeah. wants to buy this unfinished product. Right. Because you're trying to make money off a game that you're not working on. So exactly. that's kind of, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it saddens me when it's that. And, I, and I'm a big fan of, um, like, I know you like horror games because you've been on my case to play Phasmophobia <laughs> for, you for goddamn reason. You know, I don't do that. <laughs> Listen, I don't play horror games. I don't watch horror games. I'm not scared. Hey, I'm just as scared as you, man. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'll play them, but everyone will suffer if I, I do. don't watch I don't watch horror movies. I don't, I don't either. Do horror. I don't play horror games. I'll play, you know, I, it's not my thing. I, I'm not going to get scared. It's not like I'm going to lose sleep over it. I just don't like it. It's I just, will lose sleep over it. I'll have nightmares. <laughs> you all hear about it. Yeah. Um, but what, what I do like is survival games. And I'm a big fan of survival. Mm-hmm. And I've played survival games. Like, okay, uh, a couple of games that I'm a big fan of. Uh, one is Project Zomboid. It's made by the Indie Stone. It came out 10 years ago. Well, not really. It came out like some, I think I believe November of 2013. So we're, you know we're preaching that 10 year mark. Mm-hmm. It's still in early access. But I'll, a lot of people will be like, "Oh wow, 10 years in early access." That's you know, a long time, man. Daisy was like that. Okay, Daisy is made by the same developers of Pharma Three. It only had a couple of people working on it. It took time, but now it's out and it's super popular. But the good thing about Zomboid, even with 10 years is the consistency of development behind the game. Uh, the Discord, like I said, with Coffee Stain Studios, it's the same thing with Zomboid. Like, the developers are on track. They keep giving you news. Hey, we're working on this. We're completely revamping the game. We're adding a whole new crafting system. We're adding NPCs. We're adding this. We're adding... But, you know, they, they, they give you, like, hey... And they the modding. They right, yeah. still and, there. They have a presence. And yeah. the modding community is so active. That game has some hilarious mods. Like there's dancing mod. Like there's music from the 80s, and you can play with your friends. Like I sent you guys a clip about us, you know, us, me and the buddies. Yeah, like, yeah that's funny. It, it's hilarious. Like it's fun. But another game that I have significantly more hours in is Seven Days to Die. So that's, uh, that's a built scary by... game, isn't it? It is scary. Mm-hmm. Well, not the base. Yeah, zombies. You know how I feel about zombies. <laughs> I know, Sakurai doesn't. Sakurai does not do zombies. But <laughs> so Seven Days to Die has been out since 2013, and they call it Alpha, right? So they've been calling it Alpha One, Two, Three. Now the last one was Alpha Twenty. Now they're just like pushing up Alpha Twenty updates, and Alpha Twenty One is what they talked about last month. But Alpha Twenty came out end of 2021. It's like over a year and a half ago that you released an update for the game but i'm not gonna hate on the game i have over a thousand hours in that game (laughs) i i i absolutely played the living crap out of that game but not the base game and there are a couple of really good mods there's darkness falls and ravenhurst now ravenhurst is scary like you like you know when you horde night comes every seven days there's little girls talking like I'm coming for you. Uh, So it's spooky, but it's fun. But the only downside about that game, and it's not an expensive game. It's like $14, $20 game. And it goes on sale most of the time for seven bucks. It's a good game, but I I would like more development from that game as a a player. Like I'm pretty sure they are a very small house and they're doing their best, but I would like more, some more development and more content coming in 
quicker than a year and a half, you know, goes by. Like I'm, oh, for I, sure. I, love I would game. be tired I, of the game by then if it wasn't, that's why there wasn't more content or some kind of big update. Yeah. I mean, that, but, that also like brings us to the question of like, what is early access? What is alpha and beta? You know, and we, we dove kind of like in this, mm-hmm. this, this hole of rabbit hole, <laughs> this rabbit hole of like, what is this? Because every developer has their own version of what and those platform. were. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like, uh, we, we tried to figure out, okay, alpha is kind of the same for everybody. Basically alpha was, it's a bare bones type of thing. Yeah. Uh, it, the game should not crash, but, um, but it's and not finished. It's nowhere near as finished. Like, and there are no, no, the, none of the features are like uh, locked down to anything. Right. You know, yeah. it could be a major game change in it's very in high that. level. Yeah, and I think that that pretty much is across the board. For would you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for beta testing, that's where things kind of move on like a scale for different companies. Um, some will say a beta is like it's a finished product basically and there's only you know some polishing going on mm-hmm. and some will say no we have like major features coming to this game still um but and it's playable but it's playable you right know? yeah you know yeah. like for the most part a beta should be a playable game but sometimes it's to a certain point or to whatever you know like there could be different things where did did you guys find the same kind of thing uh that i was looking at so i i feel like some um uh, well when i looked into it it seemed like some versions of or ideas of what beta is is you know Mm -hmm. here is the game it's sellable now play it help us find the bugs try to crash the game you know and and then others it seemed like you know I almost get the feeling that those types of games are not going to go into early access. They're just going to release after that beta. Mm-hmm. And then maybe some others, they're going to go beta and then also early access because they're still far behind. Like their beta yeah. was like just like longer term alpha, really. It was just like late game alpha or something. Yeah. yeah. So I played uh, Dark Tide. Uh, was, I've played betas before. I did the one for Elder Scrolls Online. I've done it like this. I'm talking about over the course of time, and I don't remember. I've shot memory. It's you know, over the course of time. I've beta tested quite a few games. But when they were still released, you know, uh, they still had bugs. The same bugs that we identified in the freaking beta testing. Like, <laughs> There's these bugs. I want to fix We told you about that. <laughs> and, and it still had the same goddamn bugs. And, um, and happened with um, Dark Tide. I was very disappointed with that game. I, I've oh, spoken yeah. about this before. I paid full price for the game, and I come in, and there's in-game currency in that. Okay, there's one thing you have a free game, and then you buy in-game currency to progress. You know, I understand you're trying. You have a money model. You're trying to make money, and then you beta test a game. You release it full price, then you release it immediately on Xbox Game Pass, and you're like, hey, buy our currency. Hate it. Anyway, we've <laughs> talked about that previously. I'm not going to get into that. Uh, right. Rabbit- uh, but the point is, the game still had bugs, okay? And, you know, even after beta testing, if you're going to release a game that still has bugs, what's the point? You're going to lose your player base faster than you can sell more copies. Like, if that's your plan, 
you know, and, and lose your reputation too. You know, lose your reputation. I don't want to buy another game coming out of your studio because you know it's not fun anymore. Ubisoft, mm-hmm. you know, actually recovered themselves by re-releasing, not re-releasing, releasing better versions of their newer games that were more stable, had less bugs. You know, they they recovered. They had a bad rep for a time. Same with EA. You know, mm-hmm. for sure. They, they, like EA used to release all these FIFA games and. FIFA has a huge player base. You guys don't understand. Like, I have a cousin who's a Twitch streamer, and he plays FIFA exclusively. He doesn't play anything else. These guys are insane. Like, the European- it is a whole topic, man. Like, like whole, FIFA, yeah, FIFA is like a whole thing because it's the same game. It's literally the same game. They, they, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, I mean, and yeah, I'm I don't a, think I, I love, I love it, right? But at the same time, I'm like, why do we, why do we keep buying the same freaking game over and over again? They change a little bit of things, you know. It's the tweaks. Anyway, coming back to <laughs> coming back to early access. So the games that I have right now in my library that are early access: Zomboid, Seven Days to Die, Satisfactory, uh, Beaming Drive, uh, really fun game. I don't know if you guys have ever seen videos about these cars, like videos showing like if a car drops, oh yeah, I have Earth, it. drops drops on Saturn, mm-hmm. drops on Neptune. You know what's the gravity like? So it's a really really good game. Uh, to understand scientific aspect of vehicles and you know physics and all that, just really cool. Came out in 2015, still in early access, but overwhelmingly positive. Very popular with the viewers, uh, not the viewers, but the gamers. They they love it. A couple of games that we have played together. I don't know. Have I played Ground Branch with you guys? I don't think I have. No, no I haven't played it. I've watched it though. Ground Branch does look fun. So Ground Branch is amazing at PvP, and uh, on FFS we play sun- uh, Monday night uh, at Ground Branch nights. You know, we get a team going, we do 8v8 uh, PvP, or we do PvE. It's a lot of fun. It's more of a tactical shooter. Um, uh, it's got positive reviews, not a whole lot. It's not that popular. It's not that mainstream, so it's only got like 12,000, 13,000 reviews. And the only negative reviews that I've seen is, you cannot prone. Dude. Not every game is. I actually heard that. Sorry, yeah. I've heard that about Ground Branch. Every, every, every game is not freaking Call of Duty. It's not like run around like slap on the ground. Like it's not Rainbow Six Siege. For the love of God, like every game is different. Some games are tactical shooters. Like it's not designed that you run around, lay on the ground, get better accuracy, and lay down the fire. No, it's not. It's not. It's not like that. It's a breach and clear kind of game which is another game that we've played which is more breach and clear is ready or not which is in my opinion a lot a lot of fun but that's more uh geared towards pve whereas ground branch is you know more geared towards pvp and pve and ground branch you know it's semi-realistic because somebody who's in the army i realized that you know um ready weapon you know different positions that you have you know the way you engage the threat so on and so forth it's very very realistic the way they have implemented in ground branch provided it came out in two, uh, 2018 still in early access but the development is consistent which we talked about previously same with ready or not came out in 2021 less than two years ago you know it's not been two years since we now but it's consistent the development is there they're already mods. Yeah, They're ready so- or not's pretty good about that and, stuff. We've played it together, Sakurai. Right? Like it's so much fun. It reminds me of. Uh, it's hard. Listen, I died. Or. Yes. <laughs> You're not the only one, okay? I I've died to some. And I just it jump scares me because they just come out of nowhere. Yeah, but you know what that game reminds me of? So in 2005, I saw this recently. SWAT four came out. SWAT four. Yeah, that is what it is. It's, 
It's exactly the same, but newer. SWAT 4 had the whole wand. You look under the doors, you find the threat, reach and clear. It's a lot of fun. It's an early access game, but overwhelmingly positive reviews. Kind of reminds me of Tarkov a little bit, too. Mm. I don't know if they're... Like, I mean, sort of. So Tarkov is a completely different game, though. You you cannot, like, compare Tarkov... It had the same feel, I feel like, graphically, and, like, the sounds. The weapon sounds and the, like, uh, the look. But I've only watched Tarkov. I haven't played it, so I could be totally wrong. Ready or Not is, yeah. is definitely a game where yeah. know, they try to accurately simulate those kinds of environments. Yeah. Where it's what I like it. Yeah, and it's pretty cool. I, I definitely like playing that, like, kind of like, not role-playing, but more of, like, clearing rooms in the right way. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm a stickler for this because a lot of people yeah. moan about it when I because yeah. I'm like, can we do this the right way and not just like run off? Oh, uh, we <laughs> put your hands up. <laughs> I've seen too many people run in like headless chicken and just be like, oh my god, I've killed five guys, but he killed me. Yeah, you're supposed to protect the civilians. Why are you just running in and just blowing everybody up? This is not Doom. Everybody anyway. loves is used um, to six siege, and you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, there's another game that's in early access that we mentioned before is Phasmo. Phasmo's still in early access, and, and it's like a full blown game. Yeah, you know, that, that. I was surprised to, to hear that Phasmo was in early access because I feel like that that game is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty much done, right? Yeah. And I think that that begs the question of what is early access? What exactly is early access? And this is like up in the air, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. From what I saw. Early access doesn't have anything to do with really the development of the game. Early access is only a financial means of okay. funding the game, R- realistically, right? Yeah. And if you look it up on Steam, it says that early access is not that, right? right. If you look up on Steam, it's like it's not supposed to fund your game. Yeah, like it really were... recommends that the that developers not use early mm-hmm. access labeling as a way to fund the game. And they even have examples of past games that you know it didn't work out for because they did that. And right. you know, it, it, it actually has a lot of different information on there, which was nice to see because I think that they want to make sure that the games that are on their store are reputable. And, and while they mm-hmm. don't have control over what the developers do and, and things like that you know just it, it helps keep players you know using steam i hear people all the time say they boycott this platform they boycott that platform because something or other happened and yeah. um i think this is one of the reasons why people always always keep going back to steam mm-hmm. um, and that's probably the main platform for many gamers on pc yeah, i would say it's it's like the top one and yeah the, the, I mean, the yeah. other one I, I mean, it's the most dependable platform i mean lord mm-hmm. lord gaben is there to guide us all you know <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah i looked at uh epic's uh early access page and um yeah. it just was not nearly as it didn't have as nearly as much information just in comparison oh, yeah. now, i love epic because uh, that's where i spend most of my time but <laughs> but and uh but you know i just saw that and i thought and and epic and steam both what what it appears that their definition of early access is or what their thoughts are even slightly different. So right, I just yeah. think it's, you know, depending on the person who is who's using the term. 
but yeah, I think but it, it 100% is it. a funding model, yeah. right? It, it 100% is, right? I mean, you it, it funds the game. Yeah. You got to feed your people. I mean, yeah. if if it's an indie studio, they can only go so long without running out of money. So you know, they need to you know pay their people that are working on the video games because if they don't, like early access is a great way to generate funds for these games. But at the same time, you have to also look at the fact that. 99% of these developers are actually working on their games. Like, they're not just leaving them alone. Like, you know, there are always examples, like the one you said, Sakurai, of the developer that just immediately dumped their game and didn't, you know, proceed forward with development of the game. But they're, most of the games that I've played, uh, the development teams are always pushing out updates. They always want to keep their... T- I mean, they release you a skeleton, they give you something different that's not released by AAA titles and you know they're trying to make games that engage to the general that are in, you know that engage the general audience like mm-hmm. something looking, yeah like i want a game like this that is a zombie survival game that's not a AAA title that just shows like what was that game that just got released recently that the one with the zombies and everything have you guys played it it's the second part um Dead the Island? scary one no oh, wait no that... a week ago but yeah oh, i saw that <laughs> I saw okay. I saw a couple of streamers. You know, I right don't now. do zombies, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so <laughs> I think it's I think it's Dead Island Two, right? I I might be wrong if I say the name wrong. Sorry, you guys. But uh, so it came out recently, and I was watching a few streamers, and it was the game to me is cringe. For me, why? Right? Okay, this guy's like over there, and you know, or female or male character that you have a firefighter or something, and you're like bashing zombies. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put you on my Instagram reels. I'm an influencer in California. Oh look, so many views. We got. Come on, man. Tell us like, how you really it? feel. <laughs> this game is so cringe. I can't. Like I saw the game, I was like, why? Oh, I haven't seen it, that. Yeah, it's just it, I, I can't. But uh, there are a few VR titles that are also in early access, but they're very popular. Like yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been recently kind of delving into the VR stuff, too. Really? Pretty, yeah, yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I've, I've had some, some strange interactions, but also some hilarious interactions. In VR, I feel recently. like you have to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> like, so just like, just like uh, getting into the VR environments and stuff, like lobbies and stuff, like you'll people oh, like talking about VR chat. No, no, I, I mean, pe- people play that. I have tried to play that, but I have not yet been able to like get a group of people because I won't do it alone. But, mm-hmm. um, but for instance, like uh, sometimes I watch uh, movies in VR. And there's a, oh. an application called uh, Big Screen VR, I think it's called. Yeah. It's also somewhat in early access. You can get it on Steam as well. Anyway, so I, I get it. I, I You go into it, and it basically you join a movie theater full of people watching a movie together. And you're like, everybody's just like bullshitting. Uh, you know, we're all talking about the movie. And like you, you get into weird conversations about <laughs> movies when you're just like talking to strangers and it's like man, this is this is wild you know <laughs> does anyone get mad and like tell everyone to shut yeah, up for sure. there's the always a guy like that and some people get mad oh. about I, I thought it was an interesting experience you know because like some there's always like one guy that's like super like knowledgeable yeah. about the history yeah. of the movie and you're like that artifact was blah, blah, blah. And you're like wow what really that's awesome you know <laughs> well the two games in VR that are in early access right now 
uh, that I've seen. And once again, very, very interactive development team mm-hmm. pushing out updates consistently. One is Blade and Sorcery, came out in 2018, just recently, not too long ago. I have that game. I've barely played it because, you know, I get motion sickness and all that when I play right, that. Yeah. Game. Mm-hmm. I was like looking down and I saw, like, I don't know. I was like, I'm going to fall down. Ah, fuck. So like, <laughs> I got motion sickness because of that. But uh, I played that game, Blade and Sorcery. It's a lot of fun. You know, you can either have a wand and it's a lot of fun. But the, the game update is consistent. You know, the right, game yeah. update coming out, the developers are, you know, in sync with the with the people. And it's overwhelmingly positive. And it's the same with uh, Pavlov. Uh, Pavlov oh, is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. the one with the guns and you reload. And I've not played that game. I've watched a oh, bunch of content cool. on it. It it is. There's cool. another one called. I Onward. haven't seen a shooter VR game. I, I've not played that. Yeah, Onward. Yeah, Onward's another one that's that's yeah. like that. Huh. I, yeah, and these games how, are. How do you get past the nausea good. though? That's what I, I need. Can I, you guys find a trick for that so that I can explore the VR world? Thing that you could take you like an medication and it helps you like. Uh, I'll have to try that because we have an. Have you have to do it like steps to like uh, to gain a tolerance level of it. Mm-hmm. So like my tolerance level is about forty five minutes of like doing stuff like that. Otherwise, I just start yeah. hurling. You know, the only <laughs> the only thing I use V because I can't run anymore. So the only thing I use my VR for is for Beat Saber to keep my cardiovascular up. You yeah, know, Beat Saber is awesome. Are you dancing? Oh, yeah, no, of course. I'm Audio Trip is another great up. one. Audio Sweat Trip is God. is awesome because you're you're moving and you also have to like move your body really fast. Can we do a dance I VR episode. I'll, I'll show it to you one time. Yeah, that's gonna be an <laughs> upcoming short. <laughs> Stay tuned. My broken ass. You don't want to see this thing that. moving, man. Yeah, you, you, you don't. <laughs> you're gonna hear a bunch of creaks and you know bangs coming out of my body. You know, starting up a Buick. <laughs> in the morning that's what i sound like so there's one thing i did want to mention about the early access model is that for indie developers that need this kind of model this is a great way for those developers to get their game out to get funding some kind of funding for this game to get it moving in the right direction what i don't think is the right way of using this model is if you're using this to fund your project and then mm-hmm. you fucking drop it. If you drop the project yeah. like that, get out. Because this is not the type of thing. Like, if you're relying on that funding to keep going, it's not going to work. You yeah. have to be able to work without that funding, you yeah. know? Um, also, like, I think that if bigger publishers start to use this kind of model, they can totally destroy the whole system of yeah, I, I don't sure. think they should. Uh, morally, it's not right. And you know, right, like you said, yeah. if you if you're taking people's hard-earned money, because you know, you, not everybody knows everybody's story. You know, you're working forty hours a week, and your only escape at the on the weekend is come back. You know, and you play with your old buddies, like old school buddies. You spend some time. You're like, hey man, I found this really cool game. It's only ten bucks on Steam. It's an early access, but we can play together and have fun. But if you take even those ten dollars. Which in today's inflation environment is not a whole lot of money, but if you take, which is true, you know, if you take that person's hard-earned money, you know, maybe they work ten dollars an hour. You know, you take those yeah. ten dollars from that person, and then you immediately drop the game. It's kind of, 
it kind of defeats the purpose of what you're trying to achieve because mm -hmm. what purpose why are you developing this game you're developing it to make people happy yeah you know, it's, it's manipulation and shame on them for doing yeah, that shame on you if you decide to drop your game for that one person yeah. that actually enjoyed your game and wanted to spend some time with his buddies yeah. mm -hmm. so it, it, it it's very disheartening and i i don't think that is the way to go i think if you're uh, raising money for your game then you should consistently develop it so people keep enjoying your product with their friends or by themselves and be communicative, like what you were yeah. talking about earlier. Just, oh, yeah. That goes a long way. Just a human factor there. Like, hey, you know, even if the the updates maybe are fewer and far between than we would like, but just communication in general can really, yeah. you know, just make that uh, cause ease there at immense, least. Immense difference, absolutely. So another question I wanted to bring up in this thing was like, how long do you think a game should be in early access? Because every developer has their own version of how long it should be in. And and to me personally, I would say like there has to be a timeline, a goal to say, when does it stop? It has to be like, okay, we're going to reach this goal. And that's when we're going to switch from early access to it is a complete game that we can market. Right? I agree. Well, I don't know how to answer that question because a couple of games that I talked about here have been out for almost 10 years or more. Yeah, that's insane. And for me, that, that would be like too much. Oh, that's yeah. Insane. It's yeah. why. Okay, uh, let me put it this way, right? So it also depends on how many copies you sold, right? Project Zomboid at one time, if I look it up right now, like let's say you know, 7,000 people are playing right now. Seven Days to Die, on the other hand, is significantly more popular. Peak time, you'll see 30,000, 35,000 people playing that game at a time. You know, and it's popular mm -hmm. across, or across the world. Project Zomboid is more of a top-down kind of game. Yeah, where yeah. Seven Days to Die is a first-person shooter. Ten years is a long time for a game sure. to be in the access. It's, it, my opinion is that you reach your goal. You have, like, let's say, hypothetical situation, right? We need to raise $100,000 to finish this project. You reach that $100,000, you should be done. Release the game full. Keep updates going, you know? Don't right, call yeah. your game an alpha. Don't call your game a beta. Don't call your game a build. I think it's full time. Release. Yeah. Full release. Yeah. Full release the game. Keep pushing the updates out. Why are you still relying on the early access model? What's the point? your game has hundreds of mods your game has so many mods that are work in tandem with your game and work really well why are you still in early access what's the reason behind it tell us you know yeah yeah or like start releasing like, a dlc or something if it's going to be that big you know why would you, i would not buy a dlc if it was really <laughs> so dlcs are a whole different topic but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so for me, I think that uh, what my my personal expectation would be, because I don't know, um, you know, different games, may they may say, here's our plan, and it may be different than this. But mm -hmm. I feel like at most in early access, 18 to 24 months, and that's with an idea of what their vision is and why they feel like it may take that amount of time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I've looked at some of the games on in, on Steam's early access list, and and some of them do have um, 
information like that. Like, hey, here's what yeah. we are expecting. Here's yeah, our projection and here's why, you know, um, and even if it were like not an amount of time, but hey, you know, we we are not using this to fund it. But once we hit X amount, then that's when we, you know, just some kind of, like you said, roadmap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a roadmap is excellent, but you know these are our opinions, and it's it's oh, our sure. opinions I mean, as three people. But I, I think <laughs> it would be excellent. We can pose it <laughs> to our audience at this moment, like, hey, what do you think? What do yeah. you think is the so correct time frame for a game if it goes in early access? When should they say, okay, our game is finished? You know, this is a full release game. We're still working on the game. We'll keep you updated, but we're taking it out of early access. What do you think? Yeah, please write us about frame. it. Yeah, write us. Let tell us know us what we're not thinking you of. And... If you're a developer who still has a game in early access for over 10 years, <laughs> tell us why. You know, we would love to hear <laughs> yeah. you. you know, this is our opinion. It should not offend mm -hmm. you. We're, you know, we have every right to ask questions like this, you know, like. Unless hey, you drop your game and. and unless you drop your game and you're. And then it should have. Just like, let you know we're disappointed. <laughs> Another question is like. Is this the new model, or or is is this the new way for indie developers to, to basically get their game going? Like, is this the normal? You know, uh, should we expect this from all indie developers to start using early access or to continue to use early access? As has been in the last ten years or so, the early mm -hmm. access model's been being been uh, used graciously by many uh, indie developers. Um, is this the new? Is this the way that it should continue to be, or is there yeah. a better system uh, for indie developers to get out there? Yeah. What do you guys well, think? Crowdfunding is a way. Crowdfunding is a way. I mean, hell, at least got started on crowdfunding. Yeah, it did. Um, Star Citizen did. Ooh, Star Citizen. Well, <laughs> I dare you to buy twenty bucks? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you, if anybody also yeah. like has an idea, like should should early access be the normal, or do you think there's a better way of like getting games that that developers want to build? They want to build these environments. They want to build these stories. They want to build these games for us. Is early access the right way? You know, maybe there's a different way that Hell we can get right these now. games out without having the problems that it does. Listen, man, I don't know about you, but it doesn't matter if it's early access or not. If it's a AAA title, it will still have freaking bugs, even oh, yeah. if it's fully released, if it's early For sure. access or not. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, man. It's a whole different ballgame. Obviously, we feel like indie developers care a lot more about their baby projects, yeah. right? They do. Uh, rather than, like, EA's just, like, fucking put it out. Just get it out, right. you know? <laughs> Well, and the then money. also, you know, indie developers depend a lot on, you know, what, what the players think, because it's a smaller player base, especially oh, to yeah. start usually. Absolutely. So it's like, it's one thing to be playing an early access game, knowing that you're having a hand and helping them development, develop it with your feedback. Right. Yeah. It's one thing to because, know hey. you're not being taken advantage of because they truly care about the game. Um, but unfortunately, I think they're just some developers that have made a bad name for early access and just mm -hmm. taken advantage of people and used it as a manipulation to to make money do you think a big a publisher a big developer publisher thing uh would take advantage of this model do you think because i haven't seen a, um, a large uh, this happening um uh, but do you think it, do you think they will 
they won't because they you know you've got first quarter reports you got second yeah. quarter reports you got you gotta you, explain you, gotta pay, it, you know yeah and you've got investors they can't do early access they, it, yeah. i'm not saying they can't <laughs> you never know if they gotta yeah, raise right. money never say never they don't <laughs> need to but you know if they do they do but at the same time indie developers don't have to worry about ah, yeah. we gotta show third quarterly reports for our investors you know how much money we've made blah 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 they Could don't you imagine to- like ea be like we yeah. don't have enough money to build this game <laughs> Seventy dollars, seventy dollars for standard games now. Yeah, I thought it was sixty dollars. Holy! Anyway, now we talked about this in our previous episode. Seventy dollars. <laughs> anyway, I mean, another thing we mentioned this episode was DLCs. Maybe we should talk about that later. Uh, on another yeah, podcast that's, because that's that, that's, that's another thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I DLC think it's coming. In. Yeah. Yeah, that's another rabbit the... hole for sure. <laughs> I think we've covered a lot for early access. Um, and I hope that we hear from some of the audience on their thoughts. Absolutely. Uh, school sure. me. School me a little bit. I haven't I, I don't know as much about the alpha beta early access and all that jazz. So Yeah, I think yeah, well, it would be great. It would be great to hear from you guys. You know, your opinions matter. Everybody's opinion matters. You're, you know, entitled to have one. It's the first Unless you been. dropped a game after taking money for no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write to us on uh, Player Two Pod, Player, player Two Start, Player Two podcast. Start Podcast at gmail.com. I said it right. Royally there. All right, so that's our wrap for episode five. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye guys. <laughs>